When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red. We've reached the final game of the season already in the Premier League for Nottingham Forest. And luckily, there is very little on it in terms of relegation worries because the Reds are safe as they head to Selhurst Park to face Palace. So we'll talk about tactics, team selection, who else is going down, Morgan gibbs White, and we'll plug a live show in the company of, first of all, Greg Mitchell. Greg, afternoon, how are you? Really good, yeah, feeling great. Good. Good to hear it. I've got no digs at you or anything. <laughs> Just a work. nice few days of detox and uh, eating and drinking well. It's amazing what it does. Uh, they might have been needed after the weekend, yeah. Second <laughs> guest is Michael Temple. Temps, you well? Good, man. I was cramming my homework. You asked us for a Forest Eleven and some predictions for next season earlier. But like Kaylor Navas, Brennan Johnson, Joe Worrell, I'm on the beach. <laughs> I didn't ask for predictions for next season. I was showing you our predictions for this season and how close we were. You were the furthest away, by the way, mate. Oh, there you go. Don't believe a word I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I say, no pressure on the game. Nice train journey to London, which I'm sure you'll both enjoy because I think you're both going. Greg, how are you feeling about it? Excited. It's the first game all season where it's just can't wait. No no thoughts of all oh, what could happen and this that the other just it's going to be a celebration really isn't it i mean we'll uh we'll sing them on and sing them off the pitch i just think it's going to be a great day and it'll be so interesting to see how they play without any pressure i don't i don't necessarily think the players feel the pressure like we did in the stands i think they're a bit more professional than that but it'll be amazing to see what they're like with the shackles off really some of these players and uh could go either way but i'm excited about it I suppose, I mean, like I say, we're all saying there's nothing on it. I I suppose that was true in the grandest sense of the words, but Temps, 40 points, could finish as high as 15th, I think, looking at this on goal difference, which would be exactly where me, you and Mikey predicted, by the way, at the start of the season. We won't talk about Greg's prediction. Uh, Obviously, each place in the Premier League carries, I think it's about £3 million in prize money. So there is something on it in a sense, isn't there? Well, there is in that sense, in a, in a monetary sense, that such is the wealth of this league that every position counts financially. But my, my hunch is that we're, we're not going to pick our strongest available side. I think there will be element of rotation. There'll be some um, nostalgia and romance in giving Colback 85 minutes before he comes off to rapturous applause. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I personally couldn't care less about the result of this game. So proud of what the, the team has achieved um, this season. Palace, I think, they, 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 they get heart palpitations if they're in anything other than 12th place, don't they? That's yeah. kind of where they habitually finish um, every year. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I think it's a good opportunity to um, have a look at um, two or three players that 
Um, a fresh, haven't had any minutes. Brennan, for example, one, one or two others as well. But most importantly, it's just a celebration um, for those away fans, many of which will have been up and down the country like Greg, week in, week out. And they, they deserve this spa weekend where they can have a few tinnies, sing a few songs, watch a bit of football without any of the stress of the previous 37 games. I, I did. He's mentioned Palace. I think I put in the WhatsApp group this. I didn't realise they literally do finish basically 12th every season between, I think it's between 11th and 15th. Having predicted ninth, Greg, and said, uh, I was looking at the video clips earlier, we'll cruise to 50 points or more. Would you take 12th next season out of curiosity? No, no, no <laughs> way. We're, we're pushing on now. We're not going to sign 20 players, 30 players. Are we? We're going to get the the four or five absolute gems we need just to continuously build and hopefully finish in 15th this season. What's, what's building from that top off? And there's no reason why not. This weak side's coming up. The sides that are staying down have got to be really careful with financial fair play, including us. But I think we've got a little bit more leeway just because it's a second year. Uh, and it's the ambition, the ambition of the owner. He, I think he's the only one not really happy with that. This season's finished. I, I mean, cut speak for him, but I imagine he expected a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I just think we're going to push on and, and keep trying it. I mean, obviously, as soon as you get to those 40 points, it's going to be a celebration for the first few seasons. But, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to push on. Of course we are. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we won't talk too much more about that because the plan, I haven't even mentioned the plan to these boys, is to get Greg, Mikey and Temps together um, in after the week after the Palace game. So, next, week after next, and we'll do the whole season, uh, what they need, what they don't need. Who needs to go? All that kind of stuff. Gary Brazil, as people mentioned, as Jim. Jim, I think you mentioned this every show in the comments. We'll talk about Gary Brazil when we know if he's staying or going. Uh, and we'll probably talk about John Joe Shelby, as a couple of others have mentioned as well. So um, before we get into team selection, just in terms of how they approach the game, Temps, Greg has witnessed some pretty turgid uh, away performances handbrake off and just go for it or stick to the formula that served them quite well the last few weeks by yeah look, there won't have been that same intensity in in training this week the, the lads have had a couple of days to to decompress you know we've we've all seen the videos and bumped into them in various hostelries a couple of boys came to watch some cricket this week which was which was great to see um so no that we there won't be that same um depth of analysis uh planning for the oppo yeah, handbrake off, for want of a better word, go out and play um, heads up football. I really can't see, after the stress and the strain they've had these previous weeks, to be able to get that focus back. Whatever we say about them being professionals, um, they've, ach they've achieved their goal. The goal was survival. You saw what it meant to them. It meant everything. And you know, I'm almost certain they had, they had Monday off. So how do you approach the game? Once you cross the, the, the white line and you're playing, you want to win a game of football. Crystal Palace haven't got much to play for either in a, in a similar sense. They've been in mid-table obscurity for a, for a long period of time. I think they are the yardstick, though, just to, just to temper Greg's enthusiasm a touch. I'd love mid-table obscurity and safety at the point Palace had safety this year because kicking on in a, in a Premier League sense is baby steps. Every year of survival is another check through the door. It's another evolution of the squad rather than the revolving door that we saw 
two transfer windows ago. So, yeah, I, I, I honestly, whatever team we predict, whatever system we predict, we're going to be way off the mark because there's going to be a lot of uh, chopping and changing just to get through this game, let them have their break, and then in three weeks' time, pre-season starts all over again. I just, I just can't see us preparing for this game in the same manner that we've been used to in these over these past 10 months. Yeah, I'd abandon the, um, the rigid kind of five-at-the-back performance against Arsenal because it takes such mental discipline to do that and such focus and such awareness of the stakes that I just think standard would slip personally if you went to that. I'd say go out and enjoy it, go out and attack, make an occasion of it. I mean, Greg, is it going to be a three-all? Should I be picking a, a Forest player in my FPL team to get some points this week? We, um, I can remember. I think it was the last time we played Palace, and it was late in the season, and that was a, that was an absolute corker of a game as well. I think there's three or four goals then. Uh, so yeah, I just think both teams are going to go out and enjoy it, play a bit of like display football. But yeah, I, I really think it'll be a good game and. The result doesn't matter, but wouldn't it be great to like give the fans one one doubler away wins for the season and uh, send them all off? Some of those players we're never going to see play again for us. So um, yeah, I think it'll be a, an exciting game that will be last on match of the day because thankfully there's nothing riding on it. But it'll be a good one for those watching it and interested. This is I'm going to ask a preface a question by saying it's pointless temps, but. Would Palace, if there was something riding on the game, would Palace have been really good or really bad opponents? Because they're very talented, but they had nothing at stake. I personally think they'd have been really difficult last day opponents if we needed a point. How do you see it? Yeah, there's a lot of players there that I respect. I think people like, or Eze in particular, right, who's probably got Gibbs-White's place in that England squad, um, is a really dangerous player. And if, if he was in the Arsenal team, he wouldn't have played tip-tap been so reluctant to have a shot, been so reluctant to create a cross or do anything other than pass the ball um, square 10 yards from our from our box. We know why Roy Hodgson's had success walking to Palace, and that's because he's identified they've got a lot of very talented dribblers, creative players who are being constrained under Patrick Vieira in having to play to, to set patterns. So his system is to give certain players freedom within his system. He's took the brakes off and that their form has, has, has turned, the, turned the corner. That said, in doing that, they are the kind of team that leave a broken field, leave spaces in behind and allow teams that play on the fast break to, to get at them. So, yeah, to Greg's point, hopefully it is a bit of a tennis match in which we just have wave after wave um, of, of attack. But I think the difference from our perspective will be there's no need to have a bank of five and a bank of four behind the ball. We can move away from that. We can hopefully look to um, build from uh, some some sense of of of, of possession. Um, and yeah, to, to to Greg's point, we're definitely not going there to to park the bus and look for a nil nil. I think with the personnel that we'll see on display, will inevitably lead to a slight change in in system. Their style of play will allow us to to get at them. And yeah, I just I just can't help but feel that it'll be a relatively high scoring game. So Temps normally does the predicted lineup, and we've, uh, he hadn't done it as he failed. You know, he failed as he said at the start. So Greg's done one, and it's sort of a, is this a? I said <laughs> do you... the team you'd like to see. It's sort of a hybrid, I think, between what you'd like to see and what you think there will be. I'll put it on the screen. There's eleven players. 
<laughs> I think yeah, so. Yeah, he's playing, he's playing four four three. Forgot about <laughs> forgot about the goalie. I'll put it on he's, the screen. He's up I'll, front. I'll read it out for listeners, not viewers, uh, and then I'll throw some names at you, Greg. I'll qualify it by saying straight away, Danilo's not in it more based on fitness doubts because he's hobbled through the last few games. So let me read it out. Hennessy in goal with uh, Navas injured and looking like he's back in France already. Warrell, Felipe, Niakate across the back. Aurier and Lodi as wing-backs. Yates and Mangala in midfield. And then uh, a three-man attack of Johnson, Awanyi and Gibbs-White. Is this a team you want to see, Greg, or the team you think we'll see? Just... Uh, it was a it was a team I wanted to see. I, I was desperate to get Johnson in, but it was so hard. And with the injuries, it kind of picked itself. But the 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 thing that I want to see more than anything is the substitutes. <laughs> if Colback is injured, that'd be a crying shame. But if he can play and come on, that'd be superb. Uh, see the Surridges of the world come on because I don't know whether what's going to happen with him in the summer. And uh, it'd be great. I don't know. It'd be great to see like some of the players that have been have made appearances and helped us this season, even like the Lingards and Dennis's, they have all played the part as much as we've all had a moan about them. I mean, it could give them some some game time and for some of them say the goodbyes because that's what this game is now about, isn't it? It's a bit of an appreciation <laughs> match, but I still think that's a strong team. I still think that's a team that that pretty much picks itself with who's available. So, yeah, I'd be happy to see that. Yeah, I think it's a good team. Obviously, you know, we can debate two-man midfields, but it's quite irrelevant. And it's like Temp says, it's a tennis match. You know, having Gibbs-White and Johnson up front is useful. Get the get the wing-backs pushing forwards. Any complaints there, Temps, before we get into a few names? I can't complain about the strength of the side. And if there was if there was something riding on this game, that's the, the team that we'd um, pick. And we'd probably patch Danilo up and get him out there as well. I just can't help but make the case for, for more rotation. So I think Greg has rightly picked the, the, the best available side that doesn't risk exacerbating injuries where, you know, lads are getting through the game with painkillers. Um, but I, I just I just can't help but think that player Emmanuel Dennis um, may well get the may well get the nod. There's some boys in that eleven there that played a lot of minutes. Morgan Gibbs White probably being a, a good example of that. Um, Felipe recently as well. Um, Tywo has run himself into the ground, although being regularly substituted. So, yeah, agree with Greg in the sense that's the best available side, but I'm expecting far more rotation. Yeah, it's interesting. I think maybe um... to be fair, I put I put Bolly in, not Felipe. I'm just looking at it. What? Just to oh, pull you yeah. up. Because oh, he's uh, he's injured. <laughs> yeah, Felipe's injured as well. Okay, well, Bolly's fine. We're, we're, we're all on the beach. It's fine. Exactly. I must be as well if I've done that. Um, so I tell you what. So I tell you what I wrote down a bit more. Extreme yeah, tell rotation. us what you wrote down. Go on. So I, I've I've gone for a back four. This is quite romantic. This Colback reprising his role at left back. <laughs> Bolly, Bolly, and Neocarte. Toffolo's in there. I've got Yates, Froiler, Shelby midfield. I've got Brennan and Dennis off off the right and left, and Surridge up top. Where's Toffolo playing? He's playing right back. <laughs> this, is a, this is this is a, an on-the-beach 11. This is not for me. <laughs> well, they're walking out with pina coladas. And I don't want any more pulled hamstrings in London away games in a game that means, you know, next to, next to nothing. So, yeah, I'd, I, look, that's, 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 my, my team's too extreme. My my super protective. I think we'll see something something between the two. 
I'm getting um, Toffolo though. Toffolo's a, a, a good shout. Yeah, I think because he, he's going to be playing next season or involved. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'd like to see the only players I'd like to see exclusively players I think are going to be there next season. Really, apart from Colback deserves his send off very well earned. Exactly. Um, and Lingard to an extent as well. I mean, I, you know, the wider media are going to we'll talk about Lingard more next week. They're going to pillory Lingard, but I think you know. There's nuance to his situation, and he's been a good club man, actually. So if he gets a send-off, I wouldn't personally mind. A few people are saying Jordan Smith, but I don't think he can because he's not in the 25-man squad. So, I'd like um, to see an academy player on the bench, like an Ollie Hammond or someone like that, get, get him. Yeah, Dale Taylor's, back from, yeah. Dale Taylor's back, isn't he? Ollie Hammond, uh, Zach Bott. Yeah. yeah, there's a few, to be fair. Have them travel with the squad. Maybe we see even see two or three of them on the on the bench as well so yeah uh right anything else you want to say about the game we'll talk about who else is going down in a minute but anything else you want to say specifically about this game or people you want to see play i'm going to take my camera because as mikey pointed out greg mitchell has been in every viral video of the city ground over the last seven days so if if we're going to be sharing a train at some point there's going to be some fireworks i need to get on film i think so I'll, I'll be on Greg. I'll be on Greg Watch on behalf of the Garibaldi Red family and the wider <laughs> Forest fan base. I was going to say about our pub we're going to pre-match, but I'm, Matt was telling us the figures from last week's show. So I think I might just say, uh, if you want to come, message me on Twitter and we'll let you know. Or so yeah. I won't get in. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, yeah. I wasn't going to say about the food. Basically, the whole stadium worth of people who listen to Monday's show, which is pretty mental so yeah that's pretty cool uh oh scarpa so i'll read out a few i'll just scan the co- the comments quickly P- uh people are mentioning scarpa i i don't think he's fit i mean we haven't seen him have we greg that's why if he was fit, no he in the squad and on uh live school where, where i get all my info from uh it said callback still unfit it said head injury so but he's had a good know, yeah yeah so you just don't know i mean scarpa do you know what I loved? Is, I know we're going back to the game, but all the players not even in the squad who wanted to be involved, and they're the players that are going to be eager to have the, the best pre-season possible. Now they know how good it is. They, they all came in a bit green, didn't they? And they didn't know what the city ground was about. But now they know. I think this pre-season will be fascinating. So I'm sure they'll all travel down, whether they're, they're fit or not. Yeah, true, true. The verdict's in on your team, Temps. Yeah, look, I know. I'm, I'm, that's the point. I'm... <laughs> I'm not picking the best eleven. I'm put, putting it out there again. I agree with Greg. That's that's the that's the best available eleven. However, in what frame of mind are they? Have they been promised a holiday a week off? Were they allowed to celebrate Monday night as well as Saturday night and Sunday? Night? I think I think he knows something. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone's had a good good week. Certainly. Uh, so, final day. Forest are out of the picture. Spent very little attention on Leicester parking the bus at Newcastle and Leeds blowing it against West Ham, etc. etc. It's going to be two of Leicester, Everton, and Leeds. Everton are in the box seat, they've got Bournemouth at home, Leicester got West Ham at home, Leeds have got Spurs at home. Uh, and Everton win, I think it seals it. But who's going down for you, Greg? Who, who really, is going down, not who you want to go down? Well, can I just say? I want to stay up. I really want Everton to stay up. Literally the opposite of the question. (laughs) I don't want to give the others the pleasure of saying I want them to go down, but I think Leicester will spawn it. I've got a horrible feeling they'll just scrape it. And I know it don't matter to a lot of Forest fans. Like 90% of them don't give a monkeys about Leicester, but 
I grew up on the blooming border and they're a pain in the backside. So I really want to see him, <laughs> want to see him suffer for a few years. Uh, Everton win. We'll go with an Everton win and uh, it'll just make me smile a little bit more down in London. Okay, so you're relegating Leeds and Leicester. Temps? Yeah. I'm relegating Leeds and Leicester too, but the, the reason is points on the board. I think there's, there's a scenario in which they all fail to win. And in that scenario, Everton with their noses in front will stay where they are. I think a lot of um, neutrals are just expecting Everton to beat Bournemouth in the manner that we all expected Forrest to beat Southampton. For us, that came to pass and kick-started this run of form, which has eased us away from that dreaded dotted line but I've just got a hunch that against their respective opposition they could all fail to win and that that you know leaves us where we are at this moment in time with Everton just staying up Leeds and Leicester through the trapdoor. Another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think, so my prediction would be, Leeds are hopeless. I know Spurs are hopeless, but I think Leeds will lose. You know, Harry Kane just seems to get a goal every week. So I think Leeds will lose. I think uh I think Everton or the Leeds draw or lose. Bournemouth have beaten them four times in a row. Everton are missing a lot of players. Bournemouth were relegated at Goodison Park two years ago, and that probably stings for a few. So I don't think Bournemouth are gonna roll over. And I think Leicester are gonna win, personally, at home. I think they'll they'll find that quality that that they have. They don't have any bottle, but I think they might discover enough to, to do it this time. So, yeah, I would say, uh, to me, Leicester are probably going to be the ones that stay up. But who knows? And, and you know, who cares, really? But uh, I think um, better for us is if Leeds go down, because they've got the 49ers at the back door now, ready to take them over and invest heavily. So I think Leeds, wherever we are in the season next season, if they stayed up, they'd be alongside us and I think you put something in our group where it's something like 22 of the 27 possible situations leads go down so I think they are done for aren't they but the Leicester thing's fascinating because West Ham literally are going to play their reserves Uh, Mm. and Everton they will pack the streets out they will do what they did last year to get over the line they've gone from having a couple of months of down in the dumps and having zero hope to actually believe in it now and I think their fans are the ones that will do for one game only, similar to what we've done every game this season, and really push them over the line. Have you, have you got as far as thinking as to who we might like to go down from a perspective of rats jumping off a sinking ship and maybe landing at the, the city ground? Because there are players in all three of those squads that I think could improve ours. Um, and, you know, that would be a credible transfer. We're not. Hope, well, I don't think we're going to raid Newcastle again anytime soon, are we? But I, I, I just wonder um, whether or not one of the first things our scouting teams will do will look at that talent, talent that's falling out of the Premier League, wants to get back in and may well find a home with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, was, I think we might have touched on this. Uh, Walker-Peters and Ward-Price and Lavia, but Lavia's going to be priced out of Forest. 
I think I'd be really interested in them. I know Shea Adams is linked. I'm not so sure about does he progress your eleven. I don't don't think he does. Uh, Leicester, we're not going to get Madison. Barnes is going to be too expensive. <laughs> they live in knots, though, I think so. Leicester, yeah, Madison commute. lives in knots, and Leicester fans <laughs> hate that. Yeah, so I'm not sure about Leicester. I don't know who else they've got that's realistic. Uh, Leeds, I mean Rodrigo, I think is a good player. No one in the defence or in goal. Uh, Poor Bamford looks like his best yeah, days have gone. But it's I, a shame I, because there's a love, there's a love with Bamford, isn't there? I yeah, know, yeah. I know it's tough when they play for Leeds, but he's got a real connection with this club. But like you say, I think maybe, maybe it's just a couple of years too late. And Everton have got a midfielder that we like who might want to finally come back home. But uh, I don't know who else they've got. I mean, Calvert Lewin's a great player, but I think and then Pickford we'd be priced out of. So I think there are a few like Tempsters and a limited. Uh, Paul, someone mentions Tyler Adams in the comments. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's exactly the kind of player that we'd need. Uh, I think that's a really good shout. Nonto, well, good winger, Jack Harrison. Leeds, I've got a few actually. They've really underperformed yeah. this season. They're just defensively uh, pretty woeful, to be fair. So we'll see how it plays out and we'll be the vultures picking the bones out of it, hopefully, instead of, you know, <laughs> people looking at Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson. And if we were going into the championship, and probably a few more. So yeah, nice bonus factor to enjoy i am in a bit of a yeah i am in a bit of a, a bitter mood now the more i think about it when when we lost to leeds and it was a right drag the traffic was rubbish and we came out of the ground and even i was worried and the amount of grief we got off leeds fans who just were so confident then and thinking they were safe and we were down and keeps thinking about one bloke i saw who was really giving it nothing aggressive but just inner faces and so, yeah, it'll be nice when they do go down. I'll be thinking of a couple of them. <laughs> Let's move on to the England squads then uh, before we go in about 10 minutes or so. No Morgan Gibbs-White. Uh, he's in an under-21s uh, training squad ahead of their summer tournament. Uh, Gareth Southgate did his press earlier and he was asked why there were no England under-21s. I'll play his answer and we'll just discuss it briefly on the other side. Um, well, I don't think they're quite ready to be ahead of the players that we've picked but there's a good chance that if we had problems they would be the next ones in um myself and steve holland will go to uh, at least a part of that tournament to watch them i think that's important um we've got some good players in there who we like um i think it's important they recognize that well they can see from the decisions we've made there's a pathway here for young players we've always done that and um yeah, we're, we're excited about some of those players as well, definitely. That was a bit quiet, sorry. Didn't have time to check the audio, but hopefully people heard that. Basically saying he doesn't think they're ready, but they're on the radar. Um, as a attempts mentioned earlier, got the call up from Palace. Foden, Grealish, Madison are probably the other players that play in that, that role. No Mason Mount uh, in there. A bit unlucky, Greg, for you or not? Yeah, I really thought that he was going to get himself a call-up because he's been on this is the best form he's been in the longest run he's had of Premier League games by a country mile and you know he's been all the pundits have been singing his praises so it made you believe that he was going to get the call-up and I haven't spent a lot of time looking at the squad but I have seen the Twitter reaction and it, it's not just Forest fans it doesn't seem to have gone down very well with the, the majority of the hardcore England fans that travel to these games so uh Southgate knows what he's doing, I'm sure he does, but it would have been nice to see, especially a, a summer thing. But it's a shame that Gibbs White can't just have a nice rest now. He is going off with the under-21, so he's committed, isn't he? But, yeah, it's a shame. 
don't know how long it is since we've had a a, a permanent player play for England, so it would have been nice. Yeah, we're going back to Pierce, I guess. Possibly. Euro 96 players, I don't know, mm. Colin Cooper, Colin Moore. Uh, yeah, I don't think it would have been anyone since then, Steve Stone. Temps, what do you make of it, unlucky or not? I hope he's close enough to have had a phone call from Gareth Southgate that goes along mm. the lines of, I'm watching you, you've shown good form. Um, to take the next step, you need to maintain that form for a longer period of time. You need to continue to impact games and do what you're doing. Greg's mate, Cara, he pumped his tyres, didn't he? I think he had him down marginally as the, the, the signing of the season um, in the sense that Forest have built a style of play and made selections in and around Morgan Gibbs-White to try and find a way to get the best out of him, which we've managed to do at the back end of the, of the season. As Southgate said himself there, they often look at under-21s training group as fit, match-ready, kitted-out players that they can just parachute in. I remember historically Michael Dawson getting that call up and getting exposed to um, England training um, long before he really, he really peaked. But what, what encapsulated it for me was the, the clip that came out this week from the game of him dribbling, affecting the game, um, generating a shot on target, but then making that recovery run nicking the ball and just that intensity to, to bump up the crowd, punch the air in front of the main stand at, at, at that point, just, just showing that he has the two things that um, are just dynamite in football, talent and application. He does make the unselfish runs. He does run off the ball, makes recovery runs, happy to tackle, happy to harass and jockey players. But he really comes alive with the ball at his feet. And that, that just encapsulated that for, for me and the player that he's become for us because it wasn't a smooth start. He's not the kind of player that you're ever going to see um, the best of in a back foot team. But can you imagine him alongside Jude Bellingham, Declan Rice, whatever blend England are going to have centre mid? If he was mm. a true luxury player in a front foot team, I think his, his talent but also his potential is quite frightening. Is this you calling for Forest sign Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice? <laughs> yeah, Did yeah you, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> top, of the, top of the from a shopping list. Declan and Declan and Jude. No, I think they're I going off see, there, you, you do see these funny shopping lists for, for fans putting there was a Derby one I posted, which I oh, must have been hilarious. a mistake. And there was another one, a Luton one I saw where uh yeah, it's like signing Keenan Dewsbury Hall and uh God knows who else for forty million. Yeah. Well, yeah, fans fans have high hopes, certainly. I mean, personally, I don't mind that he wasn't in. If it came down to him and Eze, if I'm honest, I think Eze's had that consistency uh, over a longer period. But if Morgan keeps going like he has and keeps showing the talent and application Temps mentions, then then I, I think he will be in there in time. But if I was a if this was a Palace podcast and Gibbs White was in ahead of Eze, I think we'd be saying, hang on a minute, that's not, mm. not really right. So plenty of time for it. Like Lewis said on the last podcast, focus on Forrest. Keep being the main man here and you know, reveling in that limelight and further recognition will, will come, I'm sure. Right. Uh, as, uh last few bits before we go. Live show is coming. Uh, we'll probably launch that tomorrow or Monday with the full details. But uh, mentioning Lewis, he'll be on the panel as will Fletch, uh, as will Greg and uh, Temp should be there as well. I think Mikey's there and maybe one or two 
others associated with the podcast. So we'll launch that tomorrow and give you all the details. But do come along if you can. It'll be at the Trent Nav again, which is obviously a great location. Uh, Greg, anything you want to add before I plug one more thing at the end? No, just a question, really. We spoke about the relegation. Who would you like to see go up? Have you got a preference, Luton or Cov? Uh, well, you know, I work, uh, my day job is covering the Midlands for the company I work for, and Cov obviously are in that, and I know the guy who covers them, so... It'd uh, cause I'll you more work. I mean, whoever comes up is <laughs> is going to really struggle, to be fair. So I'll say Cov, but... I mean, do we like Luton? I know they had the Paul Hart, Chris Cohen connection, but that's dead. Uh, I quite like Kenilworth Road, but... I, oh, that's not. I've heard it. I heard one story saying that if they do come up, they'll have to play at MK Don Stadium because it'll cost ten million pounds just to get Kenilworth Road ready for Prem football when they've got a new stadium around the corner. So Coventry for me, definitely. To answer my own question. I'll, look, I'll, I'll take up the Luton mantle then. I saw some great quotes from their chief exec in the week. He was talking about the, you know, the 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 entrance in the terraced housing and he said guess what the, the entrance around the corner where the players come through is is even worse and I, I like that i like that an upstart club can come well from obscurity bounce back having been relevant falling off the falling down the mountain to get themselves back in that period of time is a story of i'd imagine a small group of people within that club with a plan that have stuck to it had some look look along the way um, made a few rash decisions with the managers, right? But ultimately um, ach- achieved a truly outstanding outcome. You could say the, say the same about Coventry to a lesser extent with their stadium debacle and everything else. But in the same way, I quite enjoyed watching Jose in his suits on the touchline at Bloomfield Road when Blackpool <laughs> came up. I can't help but feeling there'll be some feathers ruffled when you know these Premier League stars find themselves in, in that that, those kind of surroundings. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll take you boys on. I'll be supporting Luton in the playoff final. <laughs> I will say uh, on that. I mean, my a job before I mean, this is many years ago, but uh, my first job in football was covering Nuneaton Town when they were in the conference, and Luton were in the league at the same time. They won it, and they've been in that league for a long time, and their fans have been through a lot of you know tough times. As of Coventry is having to play at Northampton Town and Birmingham City, and both clubs were in League Two getting promoted. What was it, eight years ago or something? You know, they've taken the the peaks and troughs and the the rocky road to get here. So you know, it's a nice story for whoever comes up. It's going to be a rocky road for next season, whoever does it. But there is a certain yeah. romanticism, I guess, to it. So fair play to both of them, and a day to enjoy for for them. We know what Wembley's like if you win. We've got skin in the game with Horvath and Horvath and Panzo as well, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'll, mm. I'll I'll go on to say this: whoever wins that playoff final will come twentieth in the Premier League next year. Yeah, yeah. And then Sheffield United, unless they get bought out, they've got twenty million pounds to spend on players. Apparently, so it is all looking good for us. I think I'd be disappointed if any of you put seventeenth to fifteenth on the projections for next season. That's all I'll say. We'll have some thoughts about that, we'll have some fact. <laughs> and actually, if Everton stay up, then they might have a points deduction next season anyway. So, mm. they, you know, unless they get new owners, they're going to be up against it. So it does, to me, as Fletcher on Monday, I think it's going to be an easier league next year. Still not an easy league, obviously, but I think an easier one. Right, the other thing I was going to mention before we go... Oh, actually, Temps, I, I, I jumped over you. Anything you want to say, Temps? Two quickies. My usual cricket club this time of year. All starts on Friday. Knott's v Derby. Um, at Trent Bridge, uh, come on down if if 
T20 cricket's your thing. Um, second thing, I'm getting pelters in the comments about this team. So I'll, I'll start the debate on Twitter. I'll show you my side. I'll tell you what I think the strongest side is. And then, yeah, come at me if you, uh, if you think I'm wider than Mark. Do you want me to make you a nice little graphic to do it? So, you know. <laughs> Why not, Matt? Why not? not? It's that time of year. Right. The thing I was going to plug was, uh, talking of FPL, it's the final, going into the final week of the season. So I'll just give a quick league update on where we're at. Obviously, there's games. There's two games. There's a game tonight and a game tomorrow. So it's not going to be entirely accurate by the time we play. But James Benham is in the lead. Uh, 2,568 points. He's got to be in the top. What, 5,000 in the world or something with that score? That's pretty impressive. Matthew Neal second, Joe Need third, Simon Huff fourth, and Katie Howe in fifth. Uh, your mate Christian's dropped a bit, Greg. He won't good. That's good to hear. No, I thought he'd been quiet. <laughs> he's 19th. I mean, that's still good out of 1,000. Uh, that's relegation. What? Not, not out of 1,500 teams, it's not. <laughs> Can I just say, if their bosses are listening, anyone that's in the top 5,000 in the world in <laughs> Fantasy Premier League, He's spending about four hours a day on research. So uh, he's got people... his own business. So. Oh, there you go. Fair play. It's just, it's just, well, he's, it, that's his kid's inheritance that's suffering there. Yeah, that's People true. like me towards the bottom of the table, that's obviously because I'm putting in a proper shift. Where's uh... Greg? <laughs> must be rock pot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Greg I came up with where Greg is. Matt Davis is good at this. He's made a bit of a science out of FPL. I was, I've fallen away. I'm 82nd in our league. Here you go. For people who are playing, I got, uh, yeah. I put, went Isaac over Wilson last week and it killed me because he, yeah, the guy who's top of our league won our mini league basically because of that. And then this week I went, uh, got Mares and then CISO in and I was going to get Ferguson in and he scored twice against Southampton. Those marginal calls, those fine lines, as Mark Warburton said, that cost you. There's a lot of luck in that game, a lot of luck. Right, uh, I think that brings us to a close. Uh, no one else wants to hear about my FPL team. So, yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone who's watched along and commented. Very much appreciate. This was a very relaxed, uh, freewheeling podcast, which certainly reflects the situation with Forrest. So it's much better to be this way than sat here nervously. Greg, thank you very much. No, cheers, Matt. Enjoyed it again. Cheers. Are you back on Monday? Are you free on Monday? Uh, I, yeah, I might be. Hung. I mean, this weekend, I'll quickly tell you, we've got T20 on Friday. This is the start of me having a quiet summer. So it's T20 on Friday. It's Rudfest on Saturday. And then obviously the uh, party at the Palace on Sunday. So uh, I am here on Monday, whether I'll be any more use than I usually yeah. am, I'm not sure. In, in body, if not in spirit. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Temps, thank you very much. Pleasure. Are you joining me on Monday? Available if required. Uh, yeah, you'll be required. Yeah, that's fine, definitely. And uh, Gary's with us as well on Monday. So yeah, it's nice to have planned ahead and we'll uh, do that on Monday morning about the normal time. So thanks very much, everyone. Have a good few days. Obviously, we'll all enjoy the game pretty much regardless of the score. And we shall see you on Monday. <laughs>